Welcome back, listeners. Don't be alarmed. You did not press the wrong button by mistake. This is absolutely the Oklahoma Today podcast, but I am not Greg Elwell. As we mentioned last week, Greg has moved on, and I'll be taking his place as host of this fine podcast. I'm, of course, no stranger to the show, but allow me to reintroduce myself anyway. My name is Ben Lucian. I'm the new web editor here at Oklahoma Today. I like long walks on the beach, a freshly made coffee cake, and uh, I can't wait to discuss this fascinating state of ours with you all uh, once a week. Uh, But enough about me, uh, because we have a super exciting show planned for you today, which includes an exclusive interview with legendary recording artist and the pride of Oklahoma City's Northwest class in high school, Mr. Vince Gill. But first, a word from our sponsor. You are called to be bold. You have a right to the best wireless service, high-speed internet, and customer service at a price that you can feel good about. At Provida Wireless, we know this, and that's why we put you and your community first. Provida Wireless, the power of connection. And folks, this episode's Ooh. question of the week really popped off really in hard comments. Right there. Okay. Sorry I mean, we that. don't normally uh, get into such divisive territory, but that's where we ventured this time. Um, our question of the week was, what is your least favorite Halloween Ooh, candy? Not was, most. Most was, people ask most. I was worried that fist fights were going to break out. Uh, the the comments you, got they, interesting. Well, luckily people can't punch each other through the internet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Only with words, and words can hurt. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, th- that's, I'm, I'm going to make a serious, please be nice on our Facebook page, please. Um, Carly, what's your least favorite? Uh, I had to think long and hard about this because I'm pretty picky, but I would say... Charleston chews. Oh, like that's I don't. A good bad that's a good point. I don't yeah. understand that's the yeah, point. That's a good choice. That. That's, right. no, that's a good bad yeah. choice. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. I mean, I th- I feel like a lot of people said candy corn, but I don't feel like people really give out candy corn for Halloween. Like, yeah. Because it, it's not pre-wrapped and yeah. stuff. But yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I actually love candy corn. Hmm. Like I'm a fan of it. I'm the weird person that is a fan of it. But have you ever tried it in a cola? No. Like with mm. peanuts? I've heard peanuts and candy corn in a Coke or an RC Cola or something like that. It's supposed to be real good. That. The ones I really like are the ones that are shaped like pumpkins. Oh, uh-huh. I delicious. have heard if you put candy corn in a uh, bottle of Coke, it'll explode. No, have you no, heard that's, that? That's no, you haven't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I went with the crowd and said black licorice because I hate it. Mm. Yeah, I'm not a fan yes. of that one either. It's not. It's, you know what? It's not the candy for me. Nah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can have mine. You know, I can muscle my way through it, but there's just not a good, uh, like, there's no incentive for me to pick it up. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a fan of it. Megan, what about you? Um, my first thought was black licorice as well, because I'm not a fan, but also Smarties. Mm. Um, yeah. Smarties are just always disappointing. Um, I ate some Smarties the other day. I ate, like, three rolls of them, because I had some, and they gave me really bad heartburn. I think they have citric acid in them, and now I'm in my 40s, and I can't be just yeah, eating candy. Well, that's, yeah, any sort of chalky little candy. Oh, like or Necco like wafers. Necco wafers. Yeah. yeah, or like, uh, oh, um, Tootsie, well, oh, there's something I'm thinking. It's something, like, I would have to see. I would have to have a bag of Halloween candy in front of me and be like, <laughs> oh, no, I have more of those. Like, <laughs> like little hard candies, you know, I yeah. don't know. 
yeah. yeah just I, I'm all about the chocolate and the peanut butter and the wafers and the, and the crisps. Yeah. So baked and mm-hmm. chocolate. Yeah. Give yeah. me a Kit Kat or mm-hmm. a Reese's peanut butter cup. But uh, this is not about that. We're <laughs> talking about bad cake, Right. So. so when you see Megan come to your house trick or treating, mm-hmm. don't give her any of that Necco wafer nonsense. No. But you won't know it's her because she'll mm-hmm. be wearing a costume. Right. <laughs> yes. So just get rid of it altogether. What about you, Ben? Well, so it's not really a, uh, a flavor thing for me. It's more of a uh, consistency thing. Uh, anything that's kind of gummy, I don't really mm. like. Like gummy bears? Yeah. Oh, uh, gummy bears, not, not really a big fan of that. Okay. Um, and, and it's just the texture, really. Um, sweet things, so like if, it, if it's a sweet gummy, that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, but especially like sour, oh. uh, that, mm-hmm. that, yeah. It's not that I don't like sour, but um, I just. I don't get the point of it. So you don't like warheads? No. <laughs> Did you no. guys ever do challenge candy when you were a kid, like atomic fireballs or like oh, what were those really warheads? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we yeah. used to like in sixth grade we would walk to the gas station by our school and get them and like challenge like who could keep them in mm-hmm. the longest. I love the the like seeing the faces people make when they <laughs> eat warheads. It's like the most pain pained expression ever. Yeah, I never really liked jawbreakers. That was, those yeah. were something that I was just... I was always <laughs> afraid of those. Yeah. There's so many on. candies uh, designed to, yeah, just... Like uh, screw up your teeth in like one bite. No, like, I know. Um, aggressive, very aggressive what candies. What are those <laughs> peanut butter things that stick your... that cement your jaw together? Um Sugar ba- sugar daddies. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I don't like yes. those. I, don't oh, like those. I like milk duds, but I don't like sugar I do too, daddies. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I think milk. sugar daddies are delicious, but I'm like, it's gonna rip a tooth out of my head I, if I keep eating I this. Don't, yeah, no. Anything. I have a lot of fillings, um, so <laughs> I have <laughs> yeah, to be careful. Yeah. Oh, we ate so much candy on our last deadline that I kind of can't think about it anymore. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like I walked past the remnants of that bag that I got at the state fair yesterday, and I was like, oh. <laughs> I do yeah. like those like fruit flavored Tootsie Roll things, but those are good. Oh, you yeah. can have yeah. all of those. <laughs> so you can have Carly's. Yeah. What do yeah. people say on social media? Yeah. So uh, Mel Pumayugra said, "Not a fan of nasty candy corn, but my family loves it." <laughs> How do you really feel? Give it, to, uh, <laughs> give it to your family, Mel. There's never a whole family that can agree on candy. That's corn. a good thing though, because that makes that makes trading easier. Yes. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, trading more like stealing. Stealing. My parents. Would just steal from my candy. <sighs> M. Stephen Calloway says, "Mr. Goodbar always <gasps> tastes like the nuts are old." I love Mr. Goodbar. So, wh- where would you rank it in the um, sort of four Hershey mini bars? Oh, that's always the first one I go for. Yeah, yeah. really? I or the dark chocolate? I don't like Hershey. I like dark Crackle. Chocolate. Crackle? I like yeah. Crackle, too. I, I like I, all of them, really. I think I would start with the Mr. Goodbar. My mm. least yeah. favorite is just the plain old milk chocolate bars. Oh, I love those. Those are like second on yeah, my Yeah, I mean, they're kind of boring, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. they're good. Still. Okay. I like okay. the texture. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I do too. I'm a fan. It kind of jazzes yeah. it it's up. A, it's a good candy. Uh, Glenda Robinson agreed with Nate and said black licorice or jelly beans. Mm. I assume they mean good black jelly beans. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, jelly beans I'll do for a little bit, but... It I, depends on what kind. Yeah, it's same. It's various... Uh, quality yeah keep those brands. harry potter ones away from me i've oh, had too many sure. i've had too many that were grass yes 
Uh, Rachel Sears says, freaking smarties. I remember doing trick or treat as a kid, and that's 90% of what I would end up with. She really hates smarties. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sorry about that. My brother and I used to pretend they were like pills that would give us special powers, but then they were just smarties. Like, the fun wears off on that game really fast. Yeah, there's... The power is uh, the sugar crash. Later, exactly. Uh, Mary Saunders says Whoppers. I can't stand them. <gasps> oh yeah, oh, I, I did see that. I don't like yours. Whoppers either. I love Whoppers. I do too. I also don't like. Me malt, and Carly so. will take yours, man. Yeah. I like malt in a. Uh, I like a Brahms uh, malt. Yeah. But I don't Whoppers. Uh, you don't want your candy. Yeah. I will say for Whoppers, every once in a while you'll get one that the inside is kind of desiccated and weird, and then it has like a strange oh, texture to it. That's so. never happened to me before. Mm-hmm. I hope it never does. Well, moving along. Uh, <laughs> I, have no, I have no response to that. The uh, the Martin Dupras, which is uh, Lauren and Jeremy uh, Martin. Um, oh, uh, yeah. To Jeremy writes our, uh, our events uh, guide out there yeah. every issue. And they said, uh, circus peanuts. Are those uh, things still legal? Yeah. <laughs> What I love about this is this conversation is a list of all the things Brian loves the most. <laughs> like, he loves black licorice. He loves circus peanuts. Like, there's something else we said earlier that I was like, yeah, he's a huge fan of that. So He Brian... was born an 85-year-old man, apparently. <laughs> he can he like have Weathers? Of... Uh, Werther's. Werther's. Oh, oh, who doesn't yes. like Werther's, though? I do. I like Werther's. I like They're Werther's. delicious. Oh, wow. Okay, I'm, I'm the You don't one. like Werther's originals? Little out. butterscotch things? No, oh, I, I don't. I think they're wonderful. Oh, I'll, ha- I'll take we yours. Had, uh, we have one more reply. Uh, Tourism and Recreation Executive Director Shelly Zumwalt. Oh, what'd Shelly say? Uh, she had a hot take. She said three musketeers. <gasps> I was shocked by that. Shelly. Yes. Um, that is surprising so to me. I think I like the fun size Three Musketeers because it's just the right yes. size. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, buying a full size Three Musketeers, that would be a little uh, crazy. To me. I agree with you. I will say at one point, Three Musketeers had some sort of uh, cookie candy. Like they had, it was like a chocolate oh. bar, but then it had a cookie okay. in it. Now that I could get down with a whole one. Mm-hmm. But okay. Yeah, there's yeah. little yeah. ones. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I not, would, I'm not a huge fan. I would buy a Three Musketeers. It's just like, if I'm at, where am I going to do it but at a gas? station and if I'm at a gas station there's going to be something else I'm going to want more like a Twix or a Zero Bar oh, or a Snickers. What you is know. a Zero Bar? A Zero Bar is amazing. Um, Brian grew up in a gas station and introduced me to them. His parents <laughs> owned a gas station in Chickasha. <laughs> um, he did. And uh, it's basically a Snickers but with white chocolate. Oh. Instead of chocolate, chocolate, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's like the okay. same basic interior, uh-huh. but the chocolate is white. All right. Um, and I was skeptical when I first heard about it, and then I tried one, and now I'm a huge fan. So I recently discovered where are they called a thousand grand or hundred grand? Hundred oh, yeah. grand. That, yeah. was, really that makes a lot more sense. Did you guys ever have to sell candy in high school? Yeah. Like carry around the bag band. of candy. Yeah. We used to always like it was like caramello and like five other things, and what would happen is all the caramello would sell on the first day, and you'd spend three weeks carrying the rest of it around, and then return it to the teacher. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, did Sorry, you ever sell was... world's finest chocolate? No. We uh, did. Uh-huh. Did you? Yes, we did. Uh, they sell we I, someone puts a thing out here for it every year. But it's it's not I don't know if it's the world's finest, but it certainly is good, <laughs> it's good chocolate. No, yeah, yeah, it's delicious. It's perfectly it crummy chocolate. chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> we can't debate that. Uh, all right. Now, uh, let's talk about something I'm excited about, which is this conversation that um, music writer and longtime Oklahoma Today collaborator Preston Jones had with uh, country music mainstay and the newest Eagles member, uh, Vince Gill. I appreciate you taking time. I figured yeah. there's a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. You just got a lot. I mean, you always have a lot going on. You got a lot going on uh, right now. Um, so 
I, Sweet Memories was fantastic. I've probably listened to it <laughs> at least once a day, every day since uh, I've got cool. the, since I got the record. But I just I wonder what what made Paul the guy to to do this. Was it just sort of like you're like oh it's time <laughs> it's been ten years or, or like what 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 made him work? Well, Paul, I've been friends for now for about forty two years. Yeah. You know, and and he was you know he was kind of pivotal to. Uh, uh, me, you know, I have a deep, deep, deep love for steel guitar, and and actually bought one when I was eighteen or nineteen and tried to learn how to play it, and it was a massive failure. <laughs> <laughs> we called it a mercy selling when we got rid of it, but <laughs> but I love the instrument so much. It, it really, to me, is the most defining instrument in country music. If you want to point to the instrument that defines country music, it's going to be the steel guitar for me. And so I, I've always adored the way he played. Paul is probably, I would have to say, not, not, no disrespect to any other steel player, but probably the most versatile, you know, far-reaching steel guitar player that walks the earth. He can, he can play what Buddy Yemen's played. He can play what John Healy played. He can play what Ralph Mooney played. All these greats. Yeah. And yet he can stay modern and fit in today's world and find a way to make the instrument work and what everybody's doing today. And he just has a, he has a really deep well of knowledge musically. And, and I, you know, I've always seen myself as a musician, you know, more than anything else. And, and I, over these years, these 45, 50 years I've been doing this, I've sung with probably over a thousand artists on records and, so I thought, what a neat way to do a duet record would be to do it with a musician. And I'll play guitar and sing, and I'll find a partner, and, and Paul was the, the obvious choice. Yeah. So we did Bakersfield 10 years ago, and we're going to do a few more in the not-too-distant future. We're both getting up there in the, <laughs> in the, in the birthday years. <laughs> you know, time, is, time bomb is ticking, so we got to make hay, you know. Yeah. He's, well, he's brilliant, and it's fun because he loves this stuff as much as I do. We're similar aged, and... And all this stuff was really paramount in our youth, you know, when we first learned to play. It's really, there are a lot of deep, 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 deep connections uh, in this music and us. And it's interesting that you say that it's sort of the steel guitar is kind of the voice of, you know, or the instrument that most represents country music to you. Because I thought about that. I was like, it's, it's a kind of an inspired choice because Ray Price has kind of that it's like a happy sad you know like his voice just it makes you feel good to hear it when he, even if he's singing you know <laughs> really songs that aren't necessarily like you know the most perky chipper songs yeah. and that was kind of the same effect you get you know with this where it's like you know you're singing Paul's playing and just sort of that combination of the I guess bittersweet is the best you know way to put it yeah, I mean, it, it's to me the instrument is the one that can mimic the human voice the best. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and uh, it's just uh, it's it's fun to do this with him because it's like I said earlier, it's a deep well for both of us, and, and we both revere and love this music. You know, I'm a I'm draw. You, you mentioned perky songs, happy songs. That's not my thing. You know, I'm not really. A, <laughs> happy song guy it's not my deal <laughs> so we when we picked these songs for this ray record we we kind of tried to not do the obvious you know sure and the obvious would be crazy arms and right and uh, you know for the good times and, and those kinds of things and we kind of 
we found some obscure songs. There was some songs I found that I didn't even know Ray had done. You know, Weary Blues would have been one of them. Yeah. Uh, sort of memories would have been one of them. And, you know, because of my age and youth, I didn't know what songs he had coming out in the early 60s and what have you. So a great lesson for us to learn, too, in listening to a lot of these songs. And so we tried to kind of gravitate towards things that would obviously suit the steel guitar. This doesn't, you know, the Bakersfield record we made 10 years ago, a lot more guitar playing right. than the Ray record. But that's because Buck and Merle were both guitar players, you know? Right. And really quite good ones. And Ray was a singer. So I kind of took on more of a role as as a singer on this record than a guitar player. I play a lot of fills and a handful of solos here and there when it's appropriate. But um, we, we just, you know, we love getting to do this. And I think we do it because we miss it. Yeah. As much as anything, we just miss hearing this kind of music. You know, you don't get to hear much of it. And so it's, uh, lies the reason. it's kind of the beginning of your Sinatra phase. <laughs> oh, I don't know. My eyes aren't blue. <laughs> I'm screwed. <laughs> you're gonna move into that pruner. You're gonna get the tux with the the mic on a stand and the whole thing. And <laughs> yeah, you know, I, you know, I I do like a diverse. You know, my my all the things I've done would bear that out. You yeah, I've sung duets with Ralph Stanley, and I've sung yeah. duets with with Barbara Streisand and Diana Krall and and everything in between. And I I love painting outside the lines yeah it's there you know? it's, there. And it's a lot of fun and, and i just did a song uh with a uh a big band jazz ensemble out in california that they're working on a new record and i don't know when it's coming out or what it, you know but it sounds like something frank would have done yeah or tony bennett or, or or billy holiday or something like that you know and it's it's fun to go into a an arena that is not really your comfort zone. Yeah. But it, it makes you, it makes you find the authenticity of what it is that you're doing. And that's what I'm always trying to do is if I'm singing something that's not in my comfort zone, I listen to what, what some of that stuff is and go, okay, let's, let's be authentic with what you're doing and not sound like a country singer singing a pop song or a bluegrass singer singing a rock a rock song you know just just be authentic and appropriate and, and it'll probably serve you well and kind of has over all these years for sure well and that kind of leads into the question that i had about sort of because you are you know famously very collaborative you know that you're open to like you just said going you know go, go wherever <laughs> collaborating yeah. with whomever is that sort of the thing that's driving is like is that the thing that kind of helps keep you on your toes to an extent you know that just sort right, of yeah yeah, you get out of your comfort zone, it makes you makes you bear down, you know. And some things I I was gonna do, I thought were over my head. And if I just did the work and studied a little bit, I found I could I could make myself get in there without sounding, you know, like I didn't belong. Yeah. And yeah, I just I think you know the real truth of it is, is I love all those things. I don't just love country music. You know, right. a lot of people only love one style of music, and that's not for me. You know, I started out playing as a bluegrass musician as a 16, 17-year-old kid, and, and I loved it. But, you know, I love the Eagles. I love Led Zeppelin. I love, you know, Muddy Waters. I love all kinds of stuff. Ray Charles, and it didn't. Chuck Berry, I just loved all kinds of music and, and had a knack for being able to, to hear the difference and be able to to play it yeah well and that's the thing that i always think about because you, you know people are like the go deep 
and people that go wide and it's very rare to find people that can go both ways right like they kind of sure. hone their own skills and get really good and go in deep and the, but also kind of had that you know ability to go anywhere and i think yeah. i feel like it's kind of a little bit of a lost art in some ways you know because everybody's so worried about being you know whatever it is they are to people does that make sense yeah well we like labels pretty pretty so yeah yeah in our, in our country and our our culture and all that and I, I don't you know i don't like them and, and I, you know that was my I was like, if I had something I wanted to do when I was young, when I was a young musician, mm -hmm. I wanted to be one of those guys that played on people's records. Yeah. I didn't want to be a star. I didn't think about, you know, I never had my hair brushed in the mirror going, hey, I'm going to be Elvis. <laughs> you know, I have I my guitar in my hands going, hey, I'm going to be James Burton. Hey, I'm going to be Grady Martin. Hey, I'm going to be, you know, Jimmy Page. Hey, I want to be Clapton. Yeah. I want to be Oliver. And, and so that's what I wanted to be was a chameleon, you know? Yeah. And I think... That's that's interesting to me. Yeah, well, probably more rewarding and sustainable too, right? Instead of getting burned out on, <laughs> well, I did that and I've done that. I guess, I guess, but you know, I mean, you know, that I, I could, I could be fine just playing and singing country music the rest of my life. You know, I would be fine, but you know, I didn't think the Eagles were going to come calling. I didn't think, you know, whatever. But, you know, I just answered the phone as it was laying over the. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you never knew who was going to be on the other end of it, and so I just followed, followed whatever it kind of came my way. Yeah. What's today going to bring? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe some golf. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> um, uh, so with the Eagles, that you know, winding down. Obviously, I mean, you've played a role in that for probably, I guess, gosh, like the last ten years or so. Like maybe a little bit less than that, but it, it feels like about the last ten years. Yeah, it's my seventh year to tour with them. Yeah. So, what is that like? Helping to kind of ring down the curtain on that. Like, how does it, what is how does that feel from your perspective? It's, this is, you know, I, I, I don't fancy myself um, uh, a, a real decision maker. Or, you know, they don't, they don't consult me on what they want to do and what they're going to do. I just show up and, and do what I'm asked to do, and I like it that way. Um, but they, you know, I think that, you know, they're all, they're all 10 years older than me. Timothy, Joe, and, and Don are all 10 years older than me. And, uh, you know, I think they, they're, they're okay with maybe saying, Hey, let's quit traveling. Yeah. 52 years that band's been together. And, and, uh, you know, the, the gift I've been given to get to do that is, is pretty overwhelming to me. I could have found a lot of people to jump in there and fill that role. And, and I feel pretty pretty grateful it kind of in a way it validates my 50 years of doing this and, and playing music for a living and and it really means a lot that they thought of me to come and, and do this so i think what i've learned more than anything is is what created that longevity and the greatness of that band are the songs yeah they're so great you know and the, or, the arrangements are so great and the diversity of singers in that band and, and it's just it's a one-of-a-kind thing you don't you don't see a lot of bands that have done that well that have five you know distinct voices in their band right you know, one guy's the lead singer whatever but uh, but at the end of the day those songs are are so amazing i remember when i first joined the band and i asked don i said all right shoot me straight i said what's the first song you and Glenn ever wrote. And he smiled and he said, Desperado. Said, Come on. He can't be serious, you know. Is he sure he had to write four or five 
really, really average songs, and he started laughing. He goes, no, that was the first song we ever wrote, you know, and it just, it lets you know that that, that was meant to be, like, like Larry and McCartney and, and Bernie Toppin and, and Elton John, and just certain certain pairings and certain collaborations that are meant to be, and and there's just something special about it, you know, it doesn't happen very often. Yeah. And so that's uh, what's what I've taken away most from getting to do this is the real importance of songs. That's why the longevity is what it is because their songs were just better. Well, and the other thing that kind of astonished me, because I, I saw y'all when you played uh, Dallas back, I think it was in 19 on the Hotel California tour. It was like, that show was like three hours long. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I mean, you guys are, I mean, it's just, it's amazing, you know, because again, the songs, because that was the thing is like Hotel California has plenty of hits on its own. Sure. And yeah. then you go and play a whole other, you know, what was it, 18, 20 song set? Exactly. <laughs> After that, and you're just like, my <laughs> God. Oh, that one. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And to oh, watch, yeah. to watch it one. hit people, that was the other thing, you know, like to look around and see, yeah. you, know, you got generations of people that are just like, you know, captivated. It was unbelievable. You, you start the show with Hotel California, mm-hmm. New Credit Town, and Life in the Past. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Good night. Okay, we'll see you. <laughs> <laughs> and then they just keep coming, you know. It's yeah. remarkable. Yeah, it's wild. Um, so another thing this year, the key, twenty-five years old. Oh, is it? It is. You're okay. number one. I was talking with Allison about it, and she goes, "I completely." <laughs> She's like, "I didn't even remember." I was like, "Yeah, I think it's that's the number one record. Twenty-five years old this year." Uh, we have uh, we love we love round numbers in this world, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nobody gave a rip. Nobody gave a rip about the twenty third anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> I say it's also the seventeenth anniversary of, uh, of these days as well. So you got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that, I love making that record. It's. Uh, uh, it was just, it was at the time when I lost my dad, and, and it kind of reminded me of all this music that I loved, and I really went pretty pretty hard towards a real traditional country record from top to bottom. My records are always just kind of a little bit all over the map, and a, yeah. a couple of country songs. There's an up tempo song, a lot of guitar playing, and there's a pop song, there's a this and that, and this one all stayed pretty pretty hardcore, true true traditional. Yeah. Country. I thought there was kind of a nice symmetry that you've got the Sweet Memories record coming out, and then the, the key was the, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. the sort of. It was not planned, I can assure you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what we've got to do in 2023, guys. <laughs> uh, you know what we. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else. Um, I wondered, too, like, does that carry any sort of, you know, particular, like, does it have an additional meaning to you, or is it just another project that you're proud of in the, you know, long line of projects that you've had? Yeah, I think so. You know, it was, I, I look at those things as snapshots of your life, you know, a little yeah. moment in time of, of what was going on, and, and and they're all different, you know. There's there's certain times, like my first record didn't do much of anything, but it was my first record, so it was pretty cool to me to get to do it. And Sure. And it, you never, I never got jaded, and, and even after a tremendous amount of success and then, a period of time where you didn't get noticed quite so much and they weren't playing you on the radio so it's it's kind of it's been a little bit of everything and and each one has its own 
place and time. Yeah. And that also made me think about your daughter and sort of, you know, the career that she's embarking on. And I know you've, you've mentioned before that she's sort of, uh, I guess I'll call it indifferent to your advice. (laughs) Yeah. That's a good word. (laughs) And just, you know, power power to her. She's going to find her own way. That's, that's kind of neat. I got to tell you, it's, it's really difficult for, but the kid of someone that's done pretty well, yeah. you know, and that kid's had two two parents that have done very, right. very well. Right. And but she's, you know, good on, good on her that she's going, going to go kind of find it her own way. I'm really proud of her. Yeah. Is that, is it sort of, uh, I'm sure it's surreal for you to sort of see her be like, no, this is a thing I want to do, like come to it on her own, right? Versus like, yeah. you guys being we like, didn't, no, you, you gotta, know, you gotta, gotta do this. <laughs> You got to practice. You got to go sit at the piano. We never had to tell her once to do any of it. Yeah. She just wanted to do it and did it. And, and man, she had the, the ethic of, of hard work. And you just see it here at the piano, pounding it out and pounding it out, and yeah. singing it over and over and over and over. And it's just remarkable. And, you know, it's obviously, it, it just rips your guts out and how, how proud you are when you hear how good she is, you know. Right. And well, she's a way, I know she's a she's a way better singer than I was at twenty two. I can tell you that for sure. <laughs> So, so that's the limit for that kid. I also wanted to see for you what 24 year 2024 might hold for you. Obviously, I know you'll be on the road for some of it, but beyond that, what well, plans? I think so. I think the, the the real focus for me is to um, you know be available for whatever the Eagles want to do, and and you know whenever they want to lay it down, I'll I'll, I'll go as long as they want. And, and so that's going to kind of take precedent for me. And I, I don't know what that year is going to hold because they don't, they haven't exactly mapped it out yet. So sure. discover as we go. Oh. And I'm presuming you're working on, I know you're probably writing all the time, but. Uh... I am. I'm writing my brains out. I, I, <laughs> uh, I've, I've partnered up with a fellow named Jody Williams, who I've known for 40 years here in Nashville. And he was a publisher for a long time and he ran BMI for a long time. And, and he called me out of the blue and said, hey, you've, you've never had a publisher. I said, yeah, I know. <laughs> and he said, would you consider it? You know, have somebody manage your songwriting side of your life. I said, that might be fun. So he's hooking me up with all these hot young kids that can really write. And I've written probably 100 songs in the last year or two. And, and so I'm going to, you know, I, I recorded first of the year. I don't remember January, February. I recorded 30 songs, new songs. Just kind of trying to figure out what I want to do with them, and I'll probably do that many and maybe more. And these days, you know, the, the days of a 10 or 11 song record, I know I'm talking to you about one, but they seem to be not quite as apparent as they've always been. And so there's all new kinds of ways to to get get music in front of people and let them hear what you're doing. And not, it's not the traditional way that I grew up with and know, so sure. I'm willing to see what what could possibly happen. These days, part two. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> them their days. We call it them their days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. Well, um, that's about all I had to ask you, sir. So, uh, all right, buddy. Yeah, I appreciate the time. I will let you go, uh, go chase down a golf game. Thanks, buddy. Tell all the folks back home hello. I uh, will do. Vince Gill is in the Eagles now. That's, That's crazy. Cool. Yes. We love Vince. I did not know that um, his daughter was uh, doing music now. Mm-hmm. I guess I should have guessed considering uh, her mom is Amy Grant. Yep. So. 
yes, yep. exciting stuff. It's I love he's he's like the sweetest guy. Like he's he, has always, a, he has a very nice man. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. he's sweetheart. And um, if people pick up our November December issue, which will be on newsstands bef- at the end of this month, they can read. Uh, they can also read a story about Vince that mm-hmm. Preston wrote. So yes, all things Vince, Oklahoma today. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, now it's once again time to plumb the depths of TravelOK.com, uh, the weekly event calendar we have there. And uh, does anyone want to guess who is going to be first? This I week? think it will be Carly. You think it will be Carly? That's my vote. Oh, uh, it was Carly. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, I get to go first. I am super, super excited about this event um, because I didn't even know it was a thing until Ben sent it to me. But uh, apparently at the UCO Jazz Lab in Edmond, they are doing R.L. Stein's Goosebump the Mu- Goosebumps the Musical, what? Phantom of the Auditorium. And it's October 26th through 28th. And I, Goosebumps <laughs> just has such a special place in my heart because horror for children is like my favorite genre of anything. <laughs> Like, kids are already so scared all the time, but, like, let's make more things to scare the children. How about a dummy that pops up and kills people? Or <laughs> I think it's good, you know, like, uh, intro- intro- being introduced to fear early on in a way that's safe, maybe. I don't know. Absolutely, yeah. Know. And as a child who had high anxiety pretty much from the time I was born, it was really nice to be able to focus on my, my fear on something as opposed yeah. to just being afraid of everything in general all of the time. So I loved Goosebumps. I read all of those books. I loved Are You Afraid of the Dark oh, yeah. on Nickelodeon. Oh, yeah. oh my show. gosh. Just yeah. I just love it so much. And like I you know, I could describe what happens in the play, but just go see it because it's so cool and it's Goosebumps the musical. And it's perfect timing too because they just redid Goosebumps. Oh. They're showing out on Hulu. So you can watch the musical and then you can come home and watch it on Hulu too. Fantastic. Perfect. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of fun. That's a good Halloween event. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And tickets are only twenty five dollars. That's so cool. So that's if, not if, too bad. If Rocky Horror is not quite your your jam. <laughs> That's not quite the vibe for you. That's okay. It's not for everyone, but you still want to do some live Halloween theater. Like if you have kids under twelve, yeah, I think twelve yes. is twelve yeah. and up is okay for Rocky Horror. Twelve and below, yeah, I will let, let all the parents decide <laughs> yeah. that for themselves. <laughs> That's just my rules. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but also, so if you're interested in tickets, um, you can call four zero five nine seven four three three seven five. Or just Google UCO Edmund Goosebumps the Musical. That's probably the easiest yeah. way to find it. Right. But that's a good event, Carr. Yeah. Wow. I you like might that. see me there. Too. I love this. <laughs> yes. uh, cool. Nathan, what did you have this week? Oh man, did you guys ever? Um, I love this one. Ben, you did a good job picking events. Oh, for yes, us this you week. did. You did, really did. Um, for your first, for your first time out the gate, this was a good. I will say this: this weekend is like the number one event weekend, basically. Yeah, it's a good weekend. Like before so, Halloween, yeah. so there's a lot to choose from. It's a really good weekend. All the parents are pre-gaming before Halloween. <laughs> um, so, did you guys ever have a chance to see anyone? Uh, live before they like any musician live before they broke out. Like you have, <laughs> you have any story? I know Megan, you grew up in Seattle. Uh, you have to have stories uh, like well, this. Well, I, I saw Hinder once at a bar in Oklahoma City. We'll see. You didn't uh, have to be in Seattle for I that one. Yeah, it was kind of an accident, but yeah. I saw uh, Kendrick Lamar as a hype, uh, a hype man for another artist. Oh, really? Nice. Yes. That's cool. At a Diamond Bar. Who was it? Whoa! Uh, at uh, it was a rapper named J Rock. 
That's amazing. Okay, yes. that's a good one. What about you, Carly? I'm still waiting for Dragon Force to break out. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't quite hit the mainstream yet, but I know they will one day. That you put it on the podcast is sure you've spoken it into the universe now. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm not usually that cool. Like I don't actually have a bunch of stories like that, but I'm I'm more I'm more apt to be like, have you guys heard about this person? And they're like. Yeah, he fell off five years ago. Um, but in 2014, I did get to see Chris Stapleton play at Kane's Ballroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was right after he left the Steel Drivers. It was right after he released that first solo record. Um, and he wasn't playing big arenas. It was an amazing show. Um, one of the best shows I've ever seen at Kane's. One of the best shows I've ever seen at all, actually. Oh, and I just knocked my phone over. Um, anyway, so I'm happy to tell you that Chris, Chris Stapleton is back in Tulsa this Thursday, October 26th, only he's kind of outgrown Kane's Ballroom, in case you didn't know. And instead, he will be raising high the roof of the BOK Center with songs like Parachute, Tennessee Whiskey, You Should Probably Leave, and Fire Away, among many, many more. And on top of all of that, this is one of my favorite things, too, the openers are Charlie Crockett and Nikki Lane, so that's just going to be a heck of a show. Um, it is sold out, we found yeah. out this morning, but, you know... Uh, there's ways to get tickets. There's to a sold secondary out shows. market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. We'll we'll call it a secondary market for tickets. You guys mm-hmm. know how to get tickets to shows, um, but you can also visit the BOK Center at BOK BOKCenter dot com, or you can call the box office at nine one eight eight nine four four two zero zero. Fire away! Yes, that's gonna be a good show. It is, and most recently I've heard Chris Stapleton as uh, he's now doing the theme song for Monday Night Football. <laughs> Um, which is a cover of In the Air Denied by Phil Collins. Oh, That wow. also features a guest verse from Snoop Dogg. So that wow. is that's just a pop culture I think sandwich it, there. I think the song has uh, mixed reviews, but I think it's interesting. I am, I'm intrigued. I mean, I want to listen to Who it. reviews Monday Night Football themes? I, I'm sorry, yeah. that is really somebody. funny to I do. Yeah. I will be. They won a Grammy for Song of the Year for their Monday Night Football theme. It reminds <laughs> me of that 30 Rock where Jenna goes country and records a song about tennis. You guys remember that? It's like, it's tennis <laughs> night in America. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Megan, what's your event? Well, if there is one distinctly human activity in this world, it is racing. Humans love to pit themselves and other things, both living and inanimate, against each other in competitions of speed and endurance. In Tasmania, there is an annual apple race. In the UK, they roll cheese down a hill and chase (laughs) after it. In Finland, some people carry their wives through an obstacle course. And, of course, there are multitudes of frog, pig, and turtle races, as anyone who's gone to enough small-town Oklahoma festivals knows. We are... Or listen to this podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're, we're a strange species. If you want to see uh, one more unusual race, you'll want to head to Claremore, Claremore on October 28th for Halloween. Here, you'll see a gathering of contestants putting their lawn mowers to the ultimate test. So yes, these lawn jockeys will take to the Will Rogers Downs like nobody's business, possibly reaching speeds of up to 40 miles an hour (laughs) (laughs) as they toss candy out to spectators, and costumes, of course, are encouraged. So for more information, you should call 918-728-5400. One eight. Is this just their way of tricking people into doing their lawn for them? Maybe so. <laughs> well, I would say if I, you're gonna wear a costume, make sure it has a goggles component because, like, candy flying by at forty and no miles capes. an hour. No, oh, capes. no capes. Wow. Right. No, isn't that isn't the Hank Hill the there isn't there an episode of King of the Hill about yeah, this? Yeah, where he busts his like he's wearing those he has diminished he has to have that syndrome his, and he has to wear orthotic. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. he has like. <laughs> little little 
support. Yeah, he has a support, support. garment. Yeah. Yes. Uh huh. And one of them one. pops. Yeah. And so then he can't corner on his laundry <laughs> as well. Yeah. That's a so bring your support garments. <laughs> bring your orthotic. Yes. I mean, lawnmower racer. I had a mechanic that I really loved, and he was a big lawnmower racer. I'm going to have to find a way to make sure Brian doesn't hear this episode because he'll want to go do it. Uh, it's probably a lot of fun. I bet it is. After he buys all the candy. That well, and a, and a riding lawnmower. Uh, yeah. What about you, Ben? What do you have? What, well, was, what was on your calendar for this week? Yes. Uh, I love holidays, every one of them. But even I can admit that sometimes they can feel a little stale. Uh, the days and the traditions, I think, are good, but the, uh, the order in which they occur becomes so predictable. That's why I'm proposing that we keep all the major holidays, but shuffle up the traditions a little bit. Like, what better way to break up the brutal monotony of summer than a home-cooked pilgrim's feast of mashed potatoes and turkey on Independence Day? Uh, maybe for Christmas this year, instead of presents, Santa gives out pinches on the arm to all the little kids not wearing green. Okay, I'll be honest. So far, all these seem like pretty bad plans. But I do think that some of our Oklahoma State Parks have the right idea by incorporating an Easter-style egg hunt to the Halloween trick-or-treat tradition. Foss State Park just had one this last weekend. And uh, this Saturday, Ten Killer State Park in Bayan will host two of its own Halloween egg hunts. The hunt for small children. Oh, strike that. The Daylight <laughs> Young Children's Egg Hunt begins at 4 p.m. where your little costume ghouls can hunt outdoors for candy hidden inside spooky plastic eggs. But come sundown, things get really interesting as those 16 and older can participate in the After Dark Egg Hunt. Uh, so long as they have adult accompaniment and a blacklight flashlight. Hunt neon eggs out under the moonlight where there is no telling what sort of ordinary or extraordinary creatures may be joining you. Participation in the egg hunts is free, for the brave at least. Just gather at the Driftwood Nature Center prior to 4 p.m. for young children and 7.30 p.m. for the after dark hunt. For more information, call 918 776 8180 or visit facebook.com slash tinkiller state park. And the sound of Chris Stapleton and Snoop Dogg singing the Monday Night Football <laughs> theme song means this episode of the Oklahoma Today podcast is coming to a close. I had to get in some dad joke for Greg there. That's, we appreciate um, it. But if you can't get enough, head to oklahomatoday.com and pick up the latest issue on newsstands now. Send your feedback to OKTPod at TravelOK.com, and we'll talk to you again next week. The Oklahoma Today podcast is a production of Oklahoma Today magazine and the Oklahoma Tourism and Recreation Department. Your hosts are Oklahoma Today editors Nathan Gunter, Carly Vara, Megan Rossman, and Ben Lucian. Theme song, editing, and production help by Oklahoma Today's production manager, Bridget Sloan. For more information, visit OklahomaToday.com. Carly, go ahead and... Say goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. We want to know what you think. I I want to. Write us a letter about literally anything. Literally anything. We love to hear from you guys. We love to have things to publish in a part of the magazine that we don't always have enough things to publish. So send us letters. What's that address again, Ben? It's OKTPod. OKTPod at TravelOK.com. Thank you. Wow. I'm going to send an email.